what a privilege and joy it always is to assemble together with the saints of God to worship God. We have this time together now to study from His Word. Be open your Bibles in the Old Testament to the book of Psalms. Every scripture we'll be reading this morning will come from the book of Psalms. And so if you're having open to that uh, area, that will be good. The mighty hand of God. If you do a careful study of the book of Psalms, you will find that 42 times in the book of Psalms you'll find the expression the hand of God or the hands of God. Very commonly used. The psalmists who write these songs were referring to something that we need in our lives every day. The mighty hand of God. Things that we cannot provide for ourselves, but our eternal loving creator and savior supplies us the things that we need to survive in this life and to be successful in this life as Christians by his mighty hand. First of all, I want us to look in Psalm chapter 89, verse number 13. 89, 13, if you're using a pew Bible, that'll be on page 510. I won't be giving you all the scriptures numbers because you have those in Psalm, but stay in Psalms. Psalm 89, verse number 13. There the psalmist says, Thou hast a mighty arm, strong is thy hand, and high is thy right hand. The Hebrew word for hand implies control or power or strength. Maybe you've seen someone who has lost a hand or an arm. They're lacking in many things, aren't they? And if a person has no hands, think of all the things they cannot do. In our hands, we do so many things. And God has made our hands so beautifully that our fingers can move together and they can interact together and do things together. We find strength and power and might in the ability to use our hands every day. God spoke this world into existence and he controls everything physically and spiritually throughout all the universe with his eternal, all-powerful hand, the hand of God. We see that term so frequently. Sometimes we sing that song, he's got the whole world in his hands. You know, I have trouble in my life controlling my life with my little life with my two hands, and so do you from time to time. But God in his mighty hand has everything that's ever existed and ever will exist under his power, his authority, and his control, truly the mighty hand of God. As we study our lesson today, I want us to come to a greater appreciation of what the mighty hand of God does in so many ways in our lives, giving us strength and courage and lovingly guiding us in God's way for our lives to be the kinds of people that God's wanting us to be. God's hand guides us and strengthens us and he controls our lives by that so that we can live with him eternally in his dwelling place. If we will accept his guidance with his hands today in our lives, we can be with him eternally. Turn with me to Psalm 118. Psalm 118. I want to look at verse numbers 15 and 16. Psalm 118, verse 15 and 16. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous right hand of the Lord doeth that valiantly. 
The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. You see how much we need to appreciate the hand of God and its value to our lives every day and everything we say, think, and do. How wonderful that is. We have that mighty hand. Point number one in our lesson this morning, God's hand supplies me with what I need. Look in Psalm 16, 11. Psalm 16, 11. There David says in verse 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. <clears throat> in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. God supplies me everything I need physically and spiritually in my life to be successful. He desires that I can live a life of joy and contentment and ease. Accepting myself for who I am as his child. The Hebrew word that we say there has pleasures evermore. That means that our lives can be delightful and pleasant and worthwhile. Life should not be a drudgery and have to and something we despise. When we're in God's hands, He's providing everything we need for our lives to go well for us. We can live a contented life. And I like the last word of verse number 11. At the right hand, there are pleasures for Evermore. You and I in our finite minds have not yet come to touch the hem of the garment of what the joy and peace and pleasure of being with God is all about. We've got a glimpse of it here in this physical life. And again, I'll repeat this over and over and over again. You've heard the preacher say, think about heaven every day. In that day where you will be eternally in the hollow of God's hand with everything you will ever need throughout all eternity. You see, there's something about that that we need to appreciate that Satan can never provide for us. Satan is only interested in the here and now. Satan is only interested in drawing us away from the hand of God. He wants us in his hand. We've all been there long enough to know that when you're in Satan's hands, you're in bad hands, aren't you? But when you're in the hollow of God's hands, that is exactly where you want to be. Your loving God wants what is best for you. Satan wants what is worse for you. I want to be on God's side. I want to stay in his hands. Look with me in chapter 17, verse number 7. 17, 7. Show thy marveling, marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand, them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against thee. Simple lesson here, David says. Turn your life over to God and His will and His supplicants and you will receive everything that you need to be right with God. Well, is that practical? Does that work? Look in chapter 18, verse number 35. 1835, we'll look at what David says there. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand hath holden me up, and thy gentleness hath made me great. 
How did David slay the giant? By his strength and power and might? Not at all. He was outweighed by hundreds of pounds. He slayed the giant by God's supplying him the sling and the stone that he needed and supplied him the ability to hit him right in the head to kill him and take his life. It was God's hand that won the victory. And David was allowing himself to be used to the power and might and glory of God in his life. We look upon ourselves as weak and small and insignificant, and in many ways we exactly are. But when we realize that we will put ourselves in the hollow of God's hand and let Him supply with us and give us all the resources that we need, we can be successful in our lives against Satan and against sin. And it's a world that's trying to pull us away from God all the time. Simply trust in God and let Him be our supplier of our needs. With that in mind, why would anyone want to reject the beautiful blessing from God when He says He'll give us everything we need to be successful for Him? Why would anyone in his right mind turn his back away from God? Or think that he has a better way of doing that? Our God supplies everything we need. Point number two in our lesson this morning. God's hand sustains me. Look with me in chapter 37. Psalm 37. Verses number 23 and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delivereth in his way. He delighteth in his way. Though he, the man, fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. That word upholdeth means literally braces me up, stabilizes me. Those of us who are parents, remember when your children were learning to walk? Okay, kid, get up and walk. That's not how it happened, is it? You took him by his hands, or her by hers, and led them a step at a time, and then finally with just one hand at a time, till they could learn how to do that. A six-year-old kid jumps on the bike for the first time. You know what's going to happen, unless you're standing there guiding him, holding his hand on the handlebar, and showing him how to do it, and running along beside him, giving him the sustenance that he needs to learn how to ride the bike. We all understand that in all the lessons of life, don't we? You start out in elementary school and build up educationally. The teacher is therefore to aid you, to strengthen you, to show you how to learn and make application of the things that you're learning in your life. They're sustaining you. God's Word sustains us and stabilizes us. He wants us to be successful, and therefore He provides us everything we need. You haven't lived very long in any day until Satan comes against you to tempt you. We won't take the time to turn there, but Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13, There has no temptation overtaken you, but such as is common to man. But God is able, and He will supply for you a way of escape that ye may be able to bear that temptation. What's He telling us? Bill, God doesn't want you to sin. 
when you are tempted. Don't figure out in your mind how you can do it right. Ask God to help you. God, show me the way of escape from this temptation. You see, the longer I look at temptation, the more I am tempted by it. When I hold to God's unchanging hand, He sustains me, provides me the courage, the strength, the willingness. Look Satan straight in the eye and say, no, I will not do that because I want to follow the will of God and I want Him to sustain me. Therefore, I can be continually thankful to God every day for the sins that I do not commit, not because I'm so smart or strong or powerful, but because I'm allowing His hand to lead me and guide me. Regardless of any obstacle Satan may cast against you, don't lean on yourself. Lean upon the sustaining hand of God. Look with me in Psalm chapter 139. Psalm 139. This also was written by David, a man who made many horrible mistakes and sins in his life, didn't he? But he understood where his strength came from. Psalm 139, uh, look in verse number 23. Psalm Psalm 139, verse number 7. 139.7, David said, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou shalt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect thy wit, that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the words of thine own hands. You see, God wants us to be continually saved. And now, that was verse, chapter 38, look in verse number 39, uh, Psalm 139. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into the heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Where will I find strength anywhere in this world? In the hand of God. Why would I want to be anywhere but that? That passage there in 139 is so strengthening to each one of us. We have never as children of God had a promise to us that is more comforting than that, have we? Sometimes we sing that song, Lean on the mighty arms of Jesus. Hide in the hollow of His hand. We're reminded that as the writer would say in Psalm chapter 46, verse number 1, God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, I want to live my life under His sustaining power and love and care in my life. Point number three in our list this morning. God's hand strengthens me. God's hand strengthens me. Turn with me now to Psalm chapter 73. Psalm 73. 
Asaph here records his need for God and the security he finds there by strength. Verse number 23 of Psalm 73. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Where do I find strength in this life? It's not in me. I can't be that strong. I can't be that resistant to Satan. I can't be that powerful. But I'm in the hand of God. I've got every resource I need. His counsel leads me and guides me, points me in the right direction all day, every day, if I will simply follow that. He wants me right there in the hollow of His hand. Why would I want to escape? Why would I want to be anywhere else? Because that is the strength that I find. You've heard me say so many times, my favorite song in all the world is, Be With Me, Lord. One of those verses says, I cannot bear the loads of life unaided. I need thy strength to lean myself upon. I face that challenge every day, don't you? And that's exactly where I want to be. You see, if I fight Satan every day with my strength, I'm going to be defeated quite frequently. But remember that night of the Last Supper? We won't take the time to turn to it. Go back to Matthew chapter 26 and start reading about the Last Supper. Jesus had taken the Last Supper with his disciples. And then he said in verse number 31, All of you this night shall be offended because of me. He knew what was getting ready to happen. He was going out to face Satan face to face. And Peter said, Lord, I'll never deny you. Less than three hours later, speaking with the Roman guard who was before him, Peter cursed and swore and said, I know not the man. Great, big, strong, tough Peter. And the face of Satan crumbles and falls down. Only in the hand of God can we find the strength that we need. I need that strength constantly. You need that strength constantly in our lives. And it can only come from God Almighty. It cannot come from our physical finite knowledge or power or wealth or our friends or our connections, all the things that we have as resources. It only comes from God. Look with me in Psalm chapter 89. Psalm 89. Verse 14, 89, 14. We read verse number 13 a while ago, Thou hast a mighty arm as strong as a hand. But notice, verse 14, Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. Verse 15, 
That's the strength I need. Walking with God all day, every day in my life. Point number four in our lesson this morning. God's hand gives me security. Security. Look with me in Psalm chapter 138. Psalm chapter 138, verse 7. David said, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you remember another time in Psalm when he says, Yea, thou walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He's referring to the same thing here. Thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall slay me, shall save me. The powerful right hand of God gave David the security and strength to slay the giant. Because he was allowing himself to be in the hand of God to give him the security that he needed. Question. If you walked out of here this morning and someone in the parking lot handed you $10,000 in cash, what would you do with it? Hey, look, everybody, I got $10,000. No, you wouldn't. You'd hide it down deep inside so that nobody could see it until you got to the bank the first thing tomorrow morning. A place of security. I don't want to be caught carrying $10,000 in cash in my hand. I want it in a secure place. I deposit it in the bank or my vault or wherever so that I can know it's safe. Why would I want my life anywhere but in the hand of God? I've made too many mistakes in my life learning to try it that way and it didn't work. When I place my hand my heart in the hand of God. I've got the security that I need. And let's go beyond $10,000. What if it were $10 million or $10 billion? You would want it even more secure, wouldn't you? What about where you're going to be 100 years from now? What about when there will be no calendars, no days or nights? I want to be in the security of God's hand, don't you? I want my eternal soul to have security now and forevermore. Sometimes if we sing that song, I have decided to follow Jesus. I trust Him now with everything I've got and with everything I am. And I want that trust to stay there forever. And it's dependent upon me to make that decision. Again, we sing that song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Safe and secure from all alarms. You see, I can be confident that God's way is always right. If I follow Him, I will always be secure and right. Now and forever. And that brings me to point number five. God's hand will save me. That's the beautiful part of this lesson this morning. God's hand will save me. Turn to Psalm chapter 20, verse number 6. Psalm chapter 20, verse number 6. Psalm 20, verse number 6. David says, Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. 
Therefore, I will challenge myself today. I would ask you to challenge yourself today to live an honorable and glorious life, safe in the hand of Almighty God. When I do that, I will gladly and willingly submit my way and my will to God's will. I can't live a perfect life. God has shown forever that He has and always will. Therefore, that's where I want to be. I want to live my life today, tomorrow, and every day that I will live in the future till my last day. And I want to live it in hope and faith and confidence. And the only way I can do that is by placing my hand and my heart in the hand of God. Where else would I want to be? There is no place in this world that I would rather be, and I know the same is for you today, than in the hollow of God's hand. How about your life today as you look into your soul? Are you safe in the arms of Jesus? If not, today would be the day to change it, wouldn't it? Today would be the time to say, God, I need you more than I need me. I make mistakes. I'm feeble. I'm sinful. You're none of those. You're strong and supplying. You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Repent of your sins. Confess His deity as the Son of God. Be baptized in water, washing away those sins, rising to walk saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Placing yourself into God's hands now and for eternity. If you've done that in times past and wandered away, come back home. Brothers and sisters, you need God. You know that. God is there waiting for you. If you're willing to repent of those sins, confess those sins. He'll accept you back into His loving hands. If you are subject to the Lord's invitation, let it be known by coming to the front now as together we stand and sing the song.